0: The golf shop at the Cairn Golf Links is hidden in a breezeway underneath the clubhouse. I call it a golf shop and not a pro shop because Cairn, uniquely among world-class golf courses, does not have a resident golf professional. Tea times, green fees, and merchandise sales are handled by a small staff under the direction of Mary Walsh, a head-turning blonde with administrative skills. Mary was alone behind the counter, brow furrowed in concentration as she studied budget data on a computer monitor. How does the back nine look? I asked. It should be wide open. She tapped a couple of keys and the day log appeared on the screen, a grid of boxes arranged along a timeline. We had a golfing society this morning, but they've finished and gone. She looked over her shoulder at a bank of CCTV monitors, which showed no activity on the first or tenth tees. Today could be the day, I said, backing toward the door. Out in the breezeway, I unzipped the two bottom pouches of my stand bag. From one, I withdrew a handful of tees and a divot repair tool. They went into my right front pocket. From the other I removed five used golf balls, none bearing the mark of the same manufacturer, and a green suede golf glove of some sentimental value. The balls went into my left front pants pocket, alongside the pen. The glove I stuffed into my left hip pocket. Shouldering the bag again, I walked up a short, steep path which took me out of the shadows and onto a sun-washed promontory. As always— This first view of the course produced a delightful hollow sensation in my stomach. From the first and tenth tees, the land plunges into shadow and then climbs again, the northwest view blocked by a line of tall, menacing dunes. The first hole, a short par-four, dog-legs to the right around a big dune— its poorly defined fairway canted left to right in a nasty conspiracy with the prevailing wind. The tenth, a par-five, requires a blind uphill drive between book and dunes, the fairway disappearing over the crest of the hill. I paused only briefly to take in this inviting aspect. Circling around the tenth tee, I walked straight up the tenth fairway. When I reached the top of the rise, I turned to look back at the clubhouse, the sparkling bay, and the distant hills, thinking, Dad would have loved this. I then walked on down the hill toward the green, which occupies a natural bowl. The red flag, flapping gently in the breeze, stood out like a jewel against the backdrop of a forty-foot dune. "'Some afternoons I stopped about a hundred fifty yards out "'and warmed up by hitting a ball or two into the green.'